Chandler. Ah, good morning. Buenas. Buenas. That's what we say in San Juan. That is where my family is from. Gosh. Wow. I love that. You're just like, how do you say, do you know how to say cucumber in English? You cannot see me right now, but I'm making a very excited hand motion when I say San Juan. My family is in San Juan. I love the idea of you naming your five kids all like Spanish names. I think this is going to be a wonderful journey for you. Absolutely. I'm just going to name each of my children a different name from West Side Story. Perfect. Of course, Maria. What's yeah. the male lead's name? Um, I don't know. There's not a so- lead song about him. All right. That's when our knowledge ends. But anyway, yes, I am here in Puerto Rico <sighs> broadcasting live. How was your journey? How did you actually get Kagan's bike home? Not actually live. Um, okay, Kagan's bike was a huge box. Yes, and like I had massive box. Massive box. And the lady, when we checked it, acted like this was no big deal. Really? Like she'd seen it a hundred million times. She was, and yeah, I guess you can check huge crap onto airplanes that I had no clue this about. It's like shocking to me. Stunning. And it's just, give, it's like a hundred bucks. It's not even like, I think it'd be like $700. Yes. I literally like think you need like a freight <laughs> train or like, like a large van to like get anything big, like from point A to point B. No, it was astonishing. And he acted very smug about it because of course the whole time I was like, this is never going to work. And he was like, you don't know what you didn't know about international travel clearly, or you don't know about planes. Yeah. Like oh. it was a ma- it was a box like the si- a person could fit in the box. Yeah, it was wild. Um, No, so we – so I have to tell you, actually, I have to give compliments to you, Chandler, because you you told me that when we were looking at flights, I said, oh, I don't want to do like a red eye. I need to switch our flights so we're not a red eye. And you said, no, do the red eye because then Mm -hmm. you can sleep the first leg through the night, take a little Xanax, sleep through the night. Then you get up and you have one quick flight to San Juan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Like it felt so much shorter than when I went because generally when I fly out of San Juan, it's nine hours with one with one layover mm-hmm. and a full nine to ten hours of travel. Mm-hmm. But when you sleep the first four and a half hours, then it just feels like one one quick three and a half hour flight. It was amazing. This, this is my plea. This is my tip. Like, I actually feel like red eyes are not that bad, especially when you take, like, I get really plane sick and motion sick. So I take a Dramamine essentially as we're taking off and I like completely pass out. It's a lovely experience. I never get deeper sleep. I never, like, I, I just fully like wrap myself in a blanket, find a neck pillow and like, you know, call it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It actually makes things go by faster. Yes. So why would you want to be cognizant of like all the time before you? Exactly. No, you, I mean, especially in this time of COVID, if you do need to travel, pick the red eye because guess what? Especially if you're on Delta, those middle seats are not taken and generally half to 65, 70% of the plane is empty. Mm -hmm. So you go stretch out on an empty row. It's Mm -hmm. stunning. Also, I have another flight tip. What? So we always do, um, we do basic economy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We do basic economy, the cheapest flight possible. But what we do, or what I've instructed Kagan to do, is we wait to be the last people on the plane, like the very, very, very last. Okay. And then if any of of like priority economy, like even more space rows are open, we just sit in one of those and pretend like it's our natural God-given seat. What? Yeah, because like if you're the last one on the plane, there's no one that's going to come and be like, oh, this is my seat. So – and the stewardess are never like – never care. 
Oh, they say nothing. In fact, they give you like the preferential treatment. Are you? How many times have you done this successfully? Four. Wow. Every time flying back and forth from Puerto Rico. Wow. I've done this. No, it's super, super easy. I think it works right now because there, there's just so right. few people flying. Like if you're on a full flight, this is never going to work. Go back to 34C and, you know, drink your juice. But right now – I was going to say, I've, like, I've got an Alaska flight this Saturday or this Friday, and I, I'm i going to try to, you know, sit maybe row seven. I never really get to be in the single digits because you always have to pay extra. So we'll see. Yeah, no, wait to be the last person on the flight. Report back. Okay. Okay. But you have to sit at the gate and kind of wait because – And pretend you like you're too rich to like board with the, with the rest of people. Yeah, like, like you can't be bothered. Oh, I like to spend as little time on the plane as possible. I'm also claustrophobic with, around other people. That's why, right. I, well, that's that's why, I'm, that's why I'm in priority economy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. report doing it all wrong. Okay. Oh, so yes, I am here. We've now been here for almost – no, a full week. Yeah. So weird. Tell me – like tell me everything. I really yeah. haven't heard. Yeah, we haven't really talked. Okay, so we flew in. It was a great flight. It was no big deal. We got to the apartment. Um, luckily, every the apartment is fully equipped and furnished. Mm-hmm. So, and we only brought two check bags each and like one carry on. It's a week later, and I still haven't unpacked everything, which is actually kind of embarrassing because I could have just unpacked in like three or four hours. Right. But um, been very busy. Which, are you missing any of your things yet? No, nothing. Okay. Wow. I don't miss anything because honestly, everything – this apartment is so much better than our last apartment. Yeah. In terms of just like – it's just way better. So I don't miss any of my old things. In fact, I'm I'm very quickly ac- accustomed to the new things. Um, Beautiful. Consumerism is alive and well. Stunning. Yes. The sectional I fought really hard for because the couches that came with the apartment were, were like stiff Ikea couches. Yeah. And, and and I felt bad because the apartment was more money than Kagan wanted to spend, but I had to break it to him and I was like, these couches are also not going to work. Like right. we have to get a new sectional Absolutely. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Like you spend your life on your mattress and your sectional. Make you know? it nice, folks. Yeah. So anyway, um, very, very happy about everything. But I will tell you that first week being here was tumultuous. Why? I think it's like I'm with just – Kagan? No, no, not with me and Kagan. I'm just getting used to Puerto Rico. Like mm-hmm. – and I – you know, I don't know, really know what to expect. Like we don't – we live in like the super ritzy part of Puerto Rico or the Ritz-Carlton area where like a lot of people live. We live in like in the city. Yeah. And and that comes with like certain um I don't know how to explain it. Like I mean certain- when I first moved to San Francisco, I feel like I had to get used to- and I lived in LA before, but like and I, and I lived like, you know, like in Westwood. I wasn't living like, you know, in Bel Air necessarily, but I had to get used to like sirens and true like city noises. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like all kinds of characters mm-hmm. around. Yeah. And San Clemente suburbia, you know, like LA sprawling suburbia, it's not the same as San Francisco or Puerto Rico. No, like I, I used to live in like a neighborhood. There was like children and houses and lawns all around me in LA. And then when I moved to San Francisco, it was like restaurants and auto, like I live across from an auto body shop. And then like, like there will just be like people screaming beneath my window sometimes. 
for no reason. And and they're not necessarily like violent or scary, but they're just, you know, people. Like there's just like you're just faced with all kinds of people all the time. Exactly. And and I think like given your dire warnings, mom's dire warnings, like when Shannon dropped us off, she was like, don't get sold into sex slavery. I had I tried to break a tour that I've aged out of sex slavery. And she goes, oh, you'd, you'd think so. You'd but like these to days, think. <laughs> uh, not the response I was hoping for. Um, so with everyone's like dire warnings, like Puerto Rico is so dangerous, all that kind of that kind of deal. It's also like I, my nerves were really like up. Mm-hmm. Like I was feeling a lot of anxiety of like, okay, am I really safe here? Is this a really safe – is this actually a safe environment? Is it any more dangerous than – LA or San Francisco. Definitely not. I mean, I truly think it's just the fact that like the world is just like closer to your front door. Like, exactly. And that's all it is. Like it's just as safe. And like you ha- also have to take some time to like find your grocery store, like find your like your places that you go to and to take those walks a few times. So you feel like, oh, these are safe. Like people, there's people just like me all, all around. Like, you know. People aren't saying like, oh, there's the one blonde haired girl. Let's, you know, track right, her. Like there's right. with lots of people that look like me and not that that's important, but like, it's just important to know that you don't really stick out. Like, and yes, like I've done those walks now every day and now I feel totally comfortable. But th- at the beginning, my nerves are kind of on edge. And then, then some other things happened. Um, one, the storming of the Capitol. Right. That actually like physically impacted me. Really? Yeah, like I it gave me a ton of anxiety. Like I just and I didn't expect it to, but my stomach was like in knots for forty eight hours essentially. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, know how you felt about it. I had a crazy. I've had like a crazy work week, and that was like an especially hellish day. And so I literally was like in a meeting, and someone was like, "Are you are, are you guys seeing what's happening?" And then I like got onto Twitter, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And but then I had like so much to do, like. Like someone sent a gif in like our work chat of like a dog like typing on a computer while like the world outside is on fire. And it was just like, like, that's just the way I felt. Like I literally don't, didn't think I had time to like process what was happening until that night when I like logged off. And I was like, now I actually feel like I'm having a reaction to it like days later because I'm just like, how did we let this happen? How, how are, it's so embarrassing and it's such a, just brings me such great shame and it's yeah it's really troubling yeah it's not a good look no I mean it's what's frustrating or here's what's sad to me and like scary is that I kind of thought Joe Biden winning would sort of usher in a restoration of peace and somewhat normality to government and it seems like things are only getting worse yeah, exactly. Like we thought we were going to unify, calm the nation, bring down the temperature, but the temperature Rebuild. went way up. Yes. It was very destabilizing. Yeah. And then, so that happened and and then Kagan was like, so he's like telling me that, you know, he's getting a truck so he can like go mountain biking and ma- the mountain biking thing, it's not my favorite. I've learned to just deal with it, but like, you know, I, I really wish he his favorite hobby was like laying down in like a, a padded, room. padded room. Right. Um, so unfortunately it's not. But then he's telling me that he's also now gonna start taking flying lessons. And he's gonna <gasps> learn to fly a plane. Uh. And like he's not like he's actually pursuing this. This is a real thing. And he can't wait to fly me to the other side of the island where we'll do all this exciting stuff. And I'm just like can we not? 
I know. Can we not go aerial? Right. Let's just like not take to the skies with this with let's, your hobbies. Let's stay on the ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's embrace gravity. Um, it just I like dread the day I have to go through this with whoever I like choose to spend my life with. I it's just it. like ma- the male drive to tempt fate is the cause of every woman's neuroses. Yeah, at least in my case. And so it was like, and maybe people are going to think that's dumb, but like it was the confluence of being in this new environment, not necessarily knowing if, if it was totally safe for me, and then the storming of the Capitol, and then hearing all about Kagan's new life as a pilot. And oh. and it's just like my – I had so much anxiety for the first couple of days we were here, maybe four or five days. Like I would wake up and I would – I would like you know when you have so much anxiety, you physically feel it? Yep. Like, you can barely think. Like, you're like – like, it's almost like you can't – like, I don't know. It was really – it was really nuts. Oh, my gosh. Well, so where are we with Kagan, you know, becoming a, a licensed pilot? <laughs> um, I think it's toned down only because he's just so – he's so busy with work. So that's been really nice is he's kind of stopped talking about it. Thank goodness. Um, and, and so, yeah, so that's better. And then – the insurrectionists are no longer, you know, in Nancy Pelosi's office, so that's better. Beautiful. That's what we like to hear. Stunning. And so so fast forward to a week later from when we first arrived, and honestly, like, I love it here so much. Ugh. This is actually, like, making me jealous. And, like, when I saw the picture of you in your bathroom, and I was like, wait, what? Like, your place looks amazing. You're oh, living thanks. literally in like a vacation spot. Like while yeah, while you might not be used to like the big city feel of it, like you're living in a vacation spot that's warm with yeah. a beach. And um yeah, I'm I'm struggling with it. <laughs> it's honestly and I don't mean to like rub it in or whatever, but it's honestly so fun like we get there's this hotel we go to and the bartenders there like no we're not staying there they're like super chill we like tip them extra and we go we get a margarita we go in the jacuzzi it's like right on the ocean the like the air is just warm and beautiful just gonna do some google (laughs) google flights san francisco to puerto rico it's literally like a 300 round trip you need to come Oh, and this hotel, it's like five minutes. It's a five minute, $4 Uber from our place. So it's just like, like all the hotels are. So it's just so fun. Like right from our doorstep, there's probably 20 different restaurants and places to eat within a two minute walk. So there's oh so gosh. much. We actually live above a restaurant, not above, I actually won't say it because I don't want people to know exactly where I live. But um, anyway, yeah, it's, it's just really, really fun. And I'm just honestly, I'm like so happy here. Sis. Yay, that makes me so thrilled. Thanks. Um, I'm seeing – so do, what, do I fly into San Juan? Yeah, you fly into SJU. This really is so so cheap, but there's a it's always a layover. Yeah, it's always a layover no matter what, unless you live in like New York or Atlanta or, or Texas. Okay. But um, yes, I <laughs> – yes, I would love for you to come visit. <sighs> yeah, okay, summer months. Find me there. Well, you should come visit us sooner because um, we're not going to be here like August through September. So Okay. Yeah. No, I'm thinking like May. Yeah. That'd be super fun. So anyway, that's the that's the big update. Lauren. Amazing. I'm so proud. So excited. Thanks, sis. Um, can we talk about 
our other bad review that we did not discuss on the Patreon? Yeah. Okay. So this bad review is titled Gold Diggers. <laughs> Period. Two stars. Better it's than one, I guess. And then the review is it's short. This is a review of concision, a uh-huh. review of economy. Balin Miller writes, truly as simple as that. In reference to the gold diggers. <laughs> it's it's simple, it's succinct, it's perfect. I mean, I'd have never felt so pegged. What else is there to say? Truly as N- simple as that. And the truly nail, nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Tr- truly as simple as that. No- nothing else to say, <laughs> folks. Nothing else to see here. Does this person want a copywriter job? Because they are articulating themselves well. They're a good writer of short sentences, which uh-huh. is the job of co- copywriting. Yeah. Shocking. I mean, at least, at least this person put their actual name. Yeah, I know. They're not like DTF, TY, CZ, JK. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The person who accused us of just being a front for some weird MLM <laughs> lawyer payment scheme. Uh. Yeah. So anyways, we'll we'll recover from this, but we're going to keep you guys updated with all of our negative reviews. We want to be honest, you know, and really address so that we can, you know, start to learn and grow. That's true. We are currently at 299 reviews, you guys. So if any of you, you know, feel a burning in your bosom right now to share the word of pop or share the word of pop apologists and to work a little soft for us, please. We would love some positive reviews to bring these two new negative reviews a little bit further down. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Um, also, Chan, can we discuss briefly the Army Hammer situation? I was just going to say, yeah, how, yeah, we can't not. Okay. Okay. So, news leaked. We, oh, here's what I'm going to say. We always knew that he was into like BDSM stuff. Like, that's been around in the ether of Dumois for like a while. Right. He liked a BDSM tweet. Right. He's like some other things have basically leaked. Like some Raya messages have come up. But right. it's taken a turn for the worst. A dark, dark turn. A dark, dark turn. In fact, you won't even let me like trace chase down some of the tweets. And I still haven't gone to like look look at them because I'm taking your word for it. Well, what's funny about it is so the girl who posted the tweets is private. And so I requested to follow from both my personal account and pop apologist, hoping she'd approve one. Yeah. She approved both. So I'm looking at it from pop apologist. I'm reading them. And honestly, like once I was done reading them, I truly wished I had never read them. Really? They were so dark. Yeah. I don't, there were things that he fantasizes about that I didn't want to know anyone fantasized right, about. Right, that you like, like, like a man who looks normal, who seems normal, like, the thought that he has those thoughts is really, really dark. Yeah, it's really disturbing. And it just shines a light on like a part of the human psyche that I would like to remain hidden from view. Sure, sure. So I'm forever scarred from having read these DMs. And and I immediately I unfollowed from Pop Apologist because I was like, sweet Chandler, you know, we've Aww. been following them for probably 30 minutes. I think she's still asleep. I don't want her to see any of these. <laughs> That's very kind. Did you really have that thought? Yes, 100%. As a, your older sister, I wanted to shield you from them because I wish I had never read them. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want you to either. But curiosity. Uh, well, almost. I did. I When you said, when you I woke up to the messages from you and Maddie, like I did start to look, but then I was like, I was like, okay, if, she, if Lauren is telling me that it's too bad for me, like I trust your opinion over everything. So I did. I shielded oh, myself. You. And I hope I don't come across them, but you never know. And I, yeah, I... 
I, I'm not really that interested. Like, I, I know all I know. If, if you say he's a cannibal, I'll buy that he's a cannibal. I don't need to read it. I mean, do you remember the last couple episodes of Don't F with Cats? Mm-hmm. Like, where he mutilates the person? Mm-hmm. Like, that – It's it was, like, that kind of stuff. Ugh. And I'll just leave it at that. Like, it was, th- it was like, very, very extreme. Like, beyond extreme. And so – It's like um, you just – you want to think that, like, people who are into extremely dark, serious, awful, awful things like that – like, you would think that you could – you would like to think that you could pick them out of a crowd or something. You'd be like, oh, this person seems a little bit off. But, like, the most jarring part is that, like, he's, like, this guy that I used to think was really hot. And, like, when I, when I saw Call Me By Your Name, I was like, dang. Oh, 100%. You would like to think that you can spot those people because they're the people coming out of Hot Topics or Spencer's Gifts. Like, you can spot them by their, like, earlobes down to their navels. Like, you would like to think that <laughs> – there's a certain <laughs> look to people with darkness within. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You would. Apparently, there are wolves in sheep's clothing amongst yeah. us. Yeah, truly. And that would be hot guy clothing from wealthy families I mean, that none of us could resist dating. It makes me just like sick to my stomach. Like it makes me like scared to go on hinge. Well, this is the problem. It's like when all of these men have – when these men have these – mess ups or like or become horrible people like a Harvey Weinstein it just always makes you feel like is every guy secretly this way uh-huh. like how many men are secretly like very 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 deviant right and to what degree right and right it's right. very unsettling as a woman who just wants to like love and be loved I know I know <sighs> well chilling at least we have each other. Right. And and, and the Pop Apostles. It's like maybe you should let Kagan like go fly. Like at least that's his deviance. <sighs> yeah. I, I guess he's um, expressing his masculinity in that sense and right. not in others. Right. I guess like like what do we even what do we even do as society with Army now? Like what's his redemption tour look like? I like I, I, I said this in the thread. I think he belongs in jail, but I know that's not right. <laughs> I know like we there we can't put him in jail for his like kinks if i was to redo the justice system Uh people like dominic west people like um i don't know just all these kind of like i mean i don't think dominic women are are, aren't we hammer the same thing i think someone who cheats on his wife and someone who's like a cannibal fantasizes of being a cannibal are two very different things i'm just saying they would both be crimes (laughs) (laughs) they both have the book thrown at them to varying degrees of punishment but if we were in lauren's court the hammer would fall Lauren's court. Exactly. Ugh, that's so good. Okay. Oh, well, okay, Chan, should we cut to our, our chat with Megan about Kim and Kanye? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. What's going on with you and Kim? We met maybe almost a decade ago. Is it just a rumor? I mean, that's a, that's a good friend of mine and, you know. Here we are. The gang is back together again, everybody. We are joined by none other than the OG, Megan. Hi. Welcome back, our darling Megan. The prodigal daughter has returned. She's returned. We've put a ring on her finger, a robe on her back. (laughs) I don't know why I remember that that fable so well. I don't know, but your mom is thrilled right now. I know. Seminary really worked. (laughs) Um, Wait, Megan, your volume is a little loud. Oh, it's too loud now. Okay. I'm so sorry. For it? No, you're fine. That's better. Whatever you better just now? said. Yeah, yeah totally. Okay. 
Good. Uh, God, the last thing I want is to be the person that's like screaming. <laughs> Just I'm back. <laughs> she left with a whimper, but came with a, came back with a bang. I'm internally <laughs> screaming to have you back, truly. I like that you're back because now we can't have any conspiracy theories that like we either had you killed off or right. like there's some sort of like, you know, you left in a huff or there's Oh my gosh, have there been some of those? I just think that, you know, as people this podcast, have wondered. Yeah, continues. People are gonna people are gonna start talking on Reddit. Don't you feel like that kind of helps the overall intrigue of That's the true. podcast? Right. Like yeah. I am if you want to stage a yeah, if you want to stage a fight, I am happy to. But oh, excellent. If you could just actually not clear our name, like just leave it vague. Yeah, that would just be help like, us. well, I'm glad we worked everything out so I could come back. <laughs> okay, well, you guys, it's actually it's it's been a little bit of a road to get here. It's been a little bit of an emotional roller coaster, but we were able to get Megan back in our lives, <laughs> back on the podcast. Yeah, we all overcame some things. Yeah, we had to work that. through it, do the work, you know. Um, but maybe we'll talk about that at a later date. Maybe you guys can speculate about it amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm. But to the business at hand, Megan, back with the pop apologist. Feels really right, guys. It feels oh, good. So I good. Mean, so we have to have you. We have to come together at a time like this when democracy is falling, marriages are crumbling. The Constitution hangs by a thread. A thread. Yep. Kim and Kanye have called it off. Yeah, here's what I feel like. I have a lot to say. I let me get my notes. I've yes. prepared a statement. <laughs> so, so, our, so yeah. listeners, Megan, we texted Megan because we said you have to come back to talk about this, and that is the purpose of your appearance today. Correct. Well, the purpose of my life, if we're being honest. Yeah, that's to true. This. I would like to first say though. So, my Instagram bio famously states that I am a staunch Kanye apologist. Mm-hmm. Like. I just, I did and still do and will always adore him for the mm-hmm. exact reason that I think he's the, ex- like, he's the insane artist that we need. Like Van Gogh hopped off his ear, Kanye stopped taking medication and got on Twitter. Like <laughs> it's, it's just Made what I want. It's not someone that I like feel is a wonderful example of the human behavior but like he's just great he puts out good music he puts out bad music he puts it like he's just wonderful Mm -hmm. um kim i think is the exact like she is andy warhol's example of fame like Mm -hmm. it's exactly what she's supposed to be like she's vain she's selfish she's like controversial she's interesting like she's always reinventing herself so I just love them for what they are that being said I feel like the divorce was obviously the next step in their story oh really yeah like they were never gonna just be like you know congratulations Kim and Kanye's 40th anniversary like that was never gonna happen Uh uh-huh do you think well I I mean, I think it was like a, we'll take it a year at a time. Cause when they yeah. first were together, it seemed like the relationship really had legs and there was so much passion there and it, it seemed like a substantial union. And so while I thought, oh, I don't know if it will last, you know, 50 years, I was certain it would last five years so much so that I bet my mom $500 that it would last five years. Now, fast so forward to, oh yeah, I won that bet. Did she pay yes. out? Yes. In installments. Oh, but she did pay up. <laughs> um, she did pay up, though. No, but 
So I think that like this relationship ha- at first, it really did seem like, you know, they were going to be together for a long time. I'd like to interject with my my philosophy on them. Mm-hmm. After seeing the Kimmy I Love video she made for him. Gosh, yes. I was emboldened. I was rebaptized. I believed that they were equal giants in the entertainment world and that they had finally found like a suitable match for each other. Like, of course, Kim was not going to ma- stay married to Chris Humphreys for longer than 72 days. Of course, she was always going to like surpass Ray J. But so when Kanye West came into the picture and they actually had this wonderful connection, I was like, yes, this is everything. I would have bet my life that they would have stayed married. And I, you know, Forever. luckily I didn't have to make that bet. But if someone would have given me the opportunity, I really did think that they were, I'm going to say like, like a Banks in 2008, they were too big to fail. <laughs> wow. Wow. And yeah. That's my take. And honestly, they are like banks in 2008, you know, just (laughs) crumbling. Crumbling beneath the surface. Can we talk about the side characters that have come into the story, though? Because that's where I really get excited about all of this. Number one, rumored that Jeffree Star has been hooking up with Kanye. (sighs) Hilarious. What what in the Kris Jenner universe is happening? Hilarious. (laughs) I have spent a lot of the time since I've been on the pod lately, which has been whatever, six months, trying to understand TikTok from the archaic standpoint that is my life. <laughs> I'm not like not. that into it, but I do know Jeffree Star. Yeah. And I have been like watching some of the follow-up and Jeffree Star. Like, I really love to, sometimes the public is wildly intelligent and I'm very impressed. Example, political memes that have been happening in the last week out of control hilarious incredible sometimes they couldn't be dumber like there was this whole conspiracy like well kanye's in wyoming and uh jeffrey moved to wyoming if you look on a map it is like a four-hour drive from like where they are it's like if they were gonna have like a romantic rendezvous i don't think they'd both be like hey let's both move to this remote state but be nowhere near like that's hilarious so so the Um, evidence is that they're both in wyoming that's it well they also both live in the same community in calabasas like everybody Uh, lives in there uh, right yeah so there's that there have long been rumors of kanye's kind of like hidden homosexuality or bisexuality that's been a thing for a while um but I think, and then it was just like one extra thirsty TikToker who prior to this story, she was the one that said she had an inside scoop. I forget what her name is because I don't really care that much, but she has like a medium famous following on TikTok. And before this, she was most famous for doing, uh, for starting a TikTok challenge called the Corona Challenge, where she licked an airport bathroom seat, like that. Do you remember that? Oh my gosh. Yes, I do remember this gem um, of a human being that we yeah, were so like, to I'm not going to take her word for a lot, you know? Right. Like she doesn't seem. Okay, so on the, on the flip side, do you believe that Kim is having an affair with Van Jones? I would love nothing more. <laughs> nothing. I 100% agree. Yes. That's my deepest fantasy of slub gossip. <laughs> I am so excited about this Van Jones thing if it's real. Okay, so this is okay. This is what I want to say. What I've been so, what I've been thinking about a lot since all these rumors came to light. I feel like when Kanye came into Kim's life, Kim 
was the most interested in being as famous as possible, being an icon, and suddenly this person who thought of her that way was catapulting her to new levels, right? Like, sure. like she wasn't accepted in the in mainstream fashion or in high fashion, I should say. She was still doing deals for all these random companies and just was kind of like a, a very much a cheapened version of the brand she is now. Kanye completely reinvented that entire family. And he saw Kim as the Marilyn Monroe of our time, as this icon and he catapulted her and what i think is interesting is that that's honestly what she was the most interested in when she was 33 i think when they like started getting together but now you know fast forward she's 40 years old and she's such a different person and i think Mm -hmm. that her interests are so much more serious now yeah and i think she really did make a metamorphosis and kind of achieve everything she wanted to on the fame and and glamour side and now it really is like this very serious person as far as far as anything social justice reform goes and i think that kanye he's not the partner for this new chapter of her life yeah, I completely agree. Kanye right now, like while Kim is trying to like work for prison reform and become a lawyer and Kanye is like running for president is the <laughs> same equivalent as like Kim trying to be on the cover of Vogue back when the Kardashians had a line in Sears. Like they're just diametrically opposed. You totally. can't have both of those. So Absolutely. yeah, Van yeah, Jones, I'm stoked. Yeah. Oh. oh, Here's the other angle I'll add. I think that having four kids, five kids, four, four kids. How did you not know how many? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. After Chicago, I don't. I know. There's no excuse. Actually, there's no excuse. I would have. I would have put my life on the line for this marriage. (laughs) Um, But having four kids and then having an unstable husband, I think, like truly unstable. Like we love him as we do. But I think they're just, you get to a point where it's like, is this actually healthy for my entire family, my young, young kids to deal with? Totally. I mean, Kanye was like tweeting about North being like in Playboy. That's not anything that needs to be. Or how Kim was going to have an abortion. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, you're starting to not just affect your partner, but like your family. Yeah. He clearly struggles with really serious mental health issues. Totally. And... And I think that, you know, he's kind of completely spiraled since they got together. And I just don't know that it's right or fair to expect that she is going to A, stick by him and B, subject her children to whatever, you know, erratic behavior he clearly is exhibiting. Yeah. Do you think that Kanye and Lamar Odom ever get on the phone together and they're like, (sighs) hey... Is this a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> like, where are we? Let's do a State of the Union post-Kardashian <laughs> family. Yeah, like Chris Humphrey's not invited. No. But I, I mean, I'm sure. The others. I'm sure, like, Kanye makes a stop off at Bunny Ranch. Sorry. Is that too oh. much? <laughs> too soon? Oh. What's sad about the Kanye thing, though, is that Kanye really – I mean, I know he doesn't have a, a high opinion of Kris Jenner and thinks of her as like the mastermind of that entire family, but he really doesn't have another mother figure. Mm-hmm. Like that really was this family he was adopted into. And now I think all he has are employees surrounding him, which right. is interesting. That's my wonder is, so like when he does have an episode now, like say what you want to, but they were at least like 
there and trying to help him, like, where right. do those go now? Right. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's super sad, but I just keep going back to like how much Kim has changed and how Evan Jones really, like that is actually someone who's so much more suitable for this next chapter of her life. Completely. Right. Completely so agree. Here's my question. Does a world exist where Kanye can kind of be like a Scott? Mm. Well, the Kardashians have been traditionally very, like, Chris Jenner kind of set the tone for that. Like Totally. I mean, totally. Robert used to, like, come and spend the holidays with her, like, after she'd married Bruce. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And so I think that they're definitely open to it if he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just going to be like a, a post Kimye world is just a brave new world. Yeah. What did you guys think of um, them both getting each other extremely elaborate, expensive gifts for Christmas? Did they this year? I didn't even yes. know that. What was okay, it? So I don't know if you saw the story, but Kanye gifted her five or four Maybach Mercedes, like very expensive Mercedes. This is what I don't understand. Sorry. And I don't gets- understand why you need four Maybachs. Why do you need four of like the same car? Very know. confusing. Yeah, I'm very, I would love insight. Maybe listeners, if any of you out there have more than <laughs> I would say four cars per driver <laughs> in a household, I would just love the logistics on that. Yeah, like, like I would love it, it if any of our listeners who have three Maybachs but are dying for their fourth. Come yeah. on. Like, what's that what's fourth happening? giving you where you're like, like, I've got these three, but obviously there's a missing hole. Kind of like when exactly. you decide to have another child, but you're yes. like. There's someone waiting in heaven to come into <laughs> the garage. Our family is missing this extra Maybach. Like, I mean, isn't it a nightmare just like driveway configuring, basically? Like, oh, you yeah. gotta, I got to back out these other two before I can get to this yellow one. Chan, I don't know that the real estate for any of these people is like limiting in terms of like vehicle storage configurations. I would just like to know, like, is there one that you always drive on Saturdays? You know, like, do you pick it out based on what matches your outfit better? The same way that you would pick up. I actually have no desire to like have that degree of wealth. I mean, mean, wealth, yes. I just don't want the cars. I feel like I focus on other things. Right. Yeah, I um I also think it's interesting, and I don't know if you guys are aware, but sh- Kim is now worth nine hundred million, and Kanye is worth one point three billion. And I'm confused where he's making his money. Easy, like is it doing that well? I don't know. I mean, it seems to be doing pretty well. Like the my, sneakers. Yeah, my sneakers are all very happy, in and their like home. the torn sweatshirts. Like that is a one point three billion dollar business. I'm just so confused. Well, he also, you have to think of Kanye's music too, is like not just his albums that he puts out, but like he's a very involved like music producer and co-writer and stuff like that. So it's not even just like his albums. It's a ton of stuff. It's like all the stuff he touches. Right. I also am very curious. Remember for Christmas, like this is like three or four years ago, he gave Kim like a bunch of stock. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that Christmas Mm -hmm. gift? And it was just like, like a pair of Adidas socks and like a hundred thousand dollars in it in Adidas stock and like an Apple like AirPods and whatever. Like I do wonder a lot about the investment portfolios of these people. Right. 
Yeah, and and to Chandler's point, it's like at what point do you not notice any additional money? And at what point do you not need any more? Like what like what's the point? Like at that point if you have so much money that what who cares about $100,000 in Adidas? Like that's a check you can write and forget about. It's true. I just um, thought of this real quick. Do we think like Courtney Kardashian, like how is Courtney Kardashian going to make money long term? Like is Poosh actually Poosh. doing well? Is it actually No, no like, there's no way Poosh is bringing in a net dollar. There's just no I think way. Poosh is a wash. And like really? What's, you what's don't think Chloe's- she has fans? You don't think she has people like buying her stuff? I, okay, Lauren. Have you ever <laughs> in your life been I've been looking to get into a new elaborate skincare routine? I think I'm going go okay. to go hoosh. Yeah. This is this is my question. If Rachel Parcell can make a great living on Instagram but Kourtney Kardashian cannot, like what is the problem? Like well, what Rachel where Parcell is the is going towards I mean no offense, but Rachel Parcell is going towards like it's like the common woman, right? Like the same woman who buys like Kate Spade jewelry it's just like universally like non-controversial just like oh what a pretty lace pencil skirt is it stunning maybe not is it pretty (laughs) absolutely is it ugly for sure not like it's just very middle of the road Kourtney Kardashian is trying to get you to buy like rose quartz yoni eggs to strengthen (laughs) your vaginal walls like that's not appealing to that many people yeah, and, like, we saw this during the uh, last season when they were talking about, like, who's going to pay for, like, security and production. They were, like, remember when they were talking about, like, their vacation and who paid for what? Like, I just feel like Courtney and Chloe actually have to think about their finances because they don't for really sure. have any other, like, brands that are that are successful. Yeah, like, they're Courtney's not a Kim. They're not a Kylie. They're not a Kendall. Courtney's the least interesting to look at. Kim said it herself. Gosh. Okay, but you guys, like, Courtney has what? how many million Instagram followers? When you have that many followers, you never have to worry about money again. It's true. You, yeah, you yeah. You worry about getting shut down. She has 106 million followers on it's, Instagram. It's a single Instagram. post is going to be a million dollars or at least 200,000. Yeah. Like, I think she's she's cool. Yeah. Anyways, sorry to derail. Yeah, it's all very fascinating but Kanye here's what I would also like to know remember um it was about a year ago now he announced his partnership with Gap and then no what he was supposed to be the creative director of Gap I guess it wasn't even maybe about a year ago and like it was a very big deal because it wasn't just like a collaborative line like a limited edition like Yeezy at Gap he was supposed to be the creative director and it was a huge deal and and nobody's really said anything about it um, and I'm I'm on the Gap website right now. I'm not seeing anything from Kanye. I'm seeing 48 hour flash sale. Oh, and I'm seeing, seeing extra- any ripped sweatshirts. Um, I'm no. I'm seeing extra 20 percent off if you use the code bonus. Okay. And that's a and some tie dye uh, baby uh, rompers. So intact clothing. Lauren, yeah, one no more rips. reference to ripped clothing, and I'm going to feel very personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just. It's just an interesting thing to be um, – clothing in itself is such a racket, like the way that people make cotton T-shirts and sell them for $105 or whatever with like 90% margin. So the idea that they're also destroying these clothing and then selling them for like $1,000 with like 900% margins or whatever that is, it's just – it is yeah. astonishing. It's a racket. That's why I'm only wearing velour sweatsuits from American Eagle right now. <laughs> Side note. Side note, get there. They're wonderful. 
I've heard American Eagle is like people are sleeping on it. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. You have to go to the Airy sub-brand, not main American Eagle. Yes, Airy. But yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of Airy these days. What? 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 Sorry. What from Airy? Like, do you I do, do any sweats. workouts? Okay. But you don't do no, any workout. I am a real workout snob when it comes yeah. to my workout clothes. Yeah. Have you guys bought anything from Fabletics? Never. Absolutely not. Okay. I'm confused by it because at first it was one of those things like shoe dazzle where it was like paid 20 bucks a month and take this quiz yes. that was made by Buzzfeed and the most central workout outfit that like fits shoe your personality. Dazzle. I haven't thought about shoe dazzle in so long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But it was, it was one of those weird yes. things, right? And then they have a like, but they have storefronts now. Like there's one at the City Creek Mall, a Fabletic store. I see people at my gym all the time. Socially distanced gym. Nobody come at me. Um, Wearing Fabletics. But they're in Fabletics. And yeah. so I was like, God, am I sleeping on Fabletics? Should no. I go? So I went to their website, but they still have like memberships and stuff. I think they still operate off the subscription model. Fun fact, my old office in LA was in the same plaza as Fabletics. So I would always see Kate Hudson. No, I'm just kidding. I'd always <laughs> see like mo- like LA models like going to like try on, you know, like Chevron leggings. And, but you never went in yourself. See, I'm intimidated. No. I feel like it's going to be, if I walk into the store, I'm going to be like aggressively hit with like a, right. like a timeshare presentation. <laughs> like I, I just get too nervous. I, I just, there's, there's something about a $27 workout liking that I just don't buy into. I, I just don't, it. I don't think it's like going to give me what I want. Exactly. I think like, there's going to be a lot of breathability issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean. I just always remember this when I work at uh, Stance. They always said price was the biggest indicator of quality to the consumer and that people just think things that are more expensive are better always. And so it's just interesting too because like I've always thought, oh, those leggings are so cheap. There's no way they're good. Yeah. Okay. I just clicked on a link on fabletics.com and I literally cannot get into actually seeing an item without filling out like a very long survey and signing up for an account. So there's some weird membership deal. This is basically Nexium 2.0. Oh my gosh, you guys, Nexium. I do like I know you've already covered it, but if you'll recall, like six years ago when I was very into Scientology and would like research everything, Uh read interviews, every documentary, Nexium and I have gone deep. And here's what I would like to say. Yeah. Okay. I would have joined. I absolutely would have yes. joined. Oh, for sure. Lauren and I have expressed. I would have been in DOS. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I just okay. Okay. You really think you were worthy of DOS? It's interesting. <laughs> okay. I want to be a honor- more honorable woman, for sure. I mean, Lauren and I know that if we had been in upstate New York at that time um, in our lives, like we for sure would have gotten sucked into oh. some exploration of meaning at a volleyball game. Oh, gosh. I would have been at Vanguard Week just stoked <laughs> to be. Just I mean, kissing everybody on the lips. It just looked like leadership camp. Right? Yeah. Oh, like, for sure. Although grinding. I know I would have been the one woman that like wasn't actually invited to DOS. You know, like, oh, <laughs> she's great. And we want her in here. But like, let's not invite her into DOS. Oh my gosh. And that's fine. Honestly, I had this premonition. I, w- I just saw the movie Promising Young Woman. Okay. Uh-huh. And Jared. No, sorry. I saw another movie. But during the preview, I saw a pre- during the previews, I saw a preview for a movie with Jared Leto. Okay. Leto. Whatever. Uh-huh. He, I think that producers in Hollywood, like, if you are listening, Jared Leto should be Keith Raniere. He would be the perfect person oh. to play him. If you think about his face and his eyes, it's it's Vanguard. 
Yes. Anyways, yeah. that's, that's my like premonition, and I want to put that out into the universe because he would be perfect. That's real good. That's real um, good casting. I also just love my favorite thing about Nexium that I still think about all the time is like the idea of being at your breaking point at whatever job or organization that you're involved in and then having someone gaslight you in the most infuriating way by saying like when you say oh I'm I'm overworked this is too much by them saying like the fact that you're even recognizing this shows that you're not trying hard enough it's a limiting thought and then you right. have to go on a long nighttime <laughs> walk with Keith which is mysteriously recorded I still yes. don't know who recording knows but then you'd go on a long walk where he's like, is this a limiting thought? And I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is my fault. Yes. Can I be honest with you right now? Yeah. I just think you are like completely, like you're completely blowing it. Like, you're <laughs> like it's so good. Even on like the last episode of the documentary, I was like, I wonder if they're still doing seminars or something, you know, like. Well, no. Okay. So have you, I went on the dossier.com today. Uh-huh. The, the dossier project and it's the girls who were in dos who are still true believers like trying to like get its good name back into a good standing in society yeah trying to get allison mack out of prison totally do you, do you think vanguard is having phone sex with any of the women in dos via oh, prison I'm sure right I'm i mean sure. raise your hand uh if you would have hooked up with keith ranieri willingly <laughs> I, I hope all the hands are raised I would have been because I would have been the person that was so desperate to join DOS because I knew I was missing out on it that I'll just be like, all right. All right. I just have totally fallen for his like little trap of like pretending to like know exactly who you were to like the core of your soul. Yeah. I would have actually tried to get in tight with uh, the prefect. What was her name? Barbara. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. That would have been like my in where it'd be like, okay. He's not inviting me to like count calories and obsessively work out with these other women, but maybe I could get in with Prefect and be like Prefect Junior. And that's where I would have tried to go for my power. So are we to believe that he and Barbara were hooking up? Wait, it's not Barbara, it's Nancy. 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 Yes, you're right. You're right. right. Yeah. Sorry, she's still Barbara energy though, if we're being honest. Oh, 100%. And remember how there was that woman who said that she had Keith's baby and then we never heard anything else from her? Wait, you guys, there's an Amazon documentary called The Four Missing Women or The Missing Women of Nexium. There's four women that literally are just like gone. What? That are like basically dead. Yeah. Shelly Miscavige way? Totally Uh, Shelly Miscavige status. Oh my gosh. I I made a Shelly Miscavige joke in a work meeting the other day. Didn't go over well. What did you you say, Chandler? How did what happened? (laughs) I just think someone was like talking about like something going missing, and I literally said, "Oh, was it Shelly Miscavige?" (laughs) Oh my gosh, (laughs) people didn't love it. I don't think it's been. I don't. I think it's too soon. I've also never met these people in real life, so you know. (laughs) I think it's fine. My the boss at my job has been has gotten very into like transcendental meditation and breath work and sound Mm, baths and whatever like yeah he's very into just all of that stuff and we produced a video for him and he's like will you put it in the calendar and I'm like you bet and I called it the uh I'm not going to out him here but I said the first name last name cult project parentheses (laughs) not nexium (laughs) (laughs) and it was really funny for like two weeks until I got a text message from him that was like can you just change the name of that? Movie? Oh my gosh. Yes. Not I think Nexium. it's important for people to know it's not Nexium. Wait, Megan, what have you been up to? I think our listeners would love to, to get yes. an update about where the hell you've been. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I have been within the 900 square feet of my apartment. Um, <laughs> Why did you leave are... Pulpologist? People are going to want to know. Yeah, I left Pulpologist because I don't know if anybody's up to date on current events, but I work <laughs> in the live events industry and it's like crumbling, hanging by a mere thread. The Constitution um, as well. The Constitution and the live events industry <laughs> both having a rough time right now. Um, so yeah, we were going through a really rough time trying to, we've done like a few rounds of layoffs and a lot of our competitors have just like shut down completely. Um, so I've focused a lot. We're, we're doing a lot of streaming events and we set up a little studio in our office, uh, web productions, go ahead and follow us if you'd like to see, but yeah, we've actually like been doing really, really well. I mean, we're still not where we were, but we're alive and I'm still employed. Um, yeah, so that's it. I mean, from what I've seen on Instagram, you guys are like doing one hell of a job. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. We've been able to like, I hate the word pivot more than anything, but it's, <laughs> I guess that's what we've done. Yeah. Um, I got to build like this really cool movie set this year for that's doTERRA. So that was really fun. Um, and I did it in the midst of suffering through gallbladder problems, which I've apparently had for over a decade. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, this is a fun story. I have been gaslit by my primary care physician for the last 12 years when I would go to him and I would say, I have these pains. They're really, really bad. I'm like passing out and vomiting. And he's like, sounds like your anxiety is really bad. Oh my gosh. I know it is, but it seems worse. But he's been telling me for all this time that it's my anxiety. So I finally melted down this summer. And I was like, will you just test my blood? And he's like, for what? And I was like, I don't know. I Like, I don't know what's in there. But just, is there something else going on? And it turned out that my liver was on the brink of failure. Oh, oh bladder issues. Um, yeah. And then they went in to, like, go scope it and check out some other things. And it threw me into severe pancreatitis. And I was in the hospital for four days, which I will tell you what, if you haven't been in a hospital at the time of COVID, it's great right now. Like (laughs) nobody could reach me. Like no one could see me. No one, like it was once I got on morphine, um, I was fine. And I was was uninterrupted bliss. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. And the hospital had Bravo. So I was like, sounds actually really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I just like ordered heated blankets and pain medication on a tight two-hour schedule. And Beautiful. Yeah, it was fine. It was great. Well, you're healthy now, though. Healthy, fit as a fiddle. It turns out my hair is growing better now that my liver works. Sure. So that's what I care about more than my GI system, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it seems. God. I'm so seems, sorry. No, it was great. It was fine. Um, okay, not to bring this up, but I've also – what's going on with your car? I was just going to say. I was like, what is going on with the, <laughs> with the crime ring that's following you? My car has been broken into four times in the year oh, of 2020. No, I thought it was twice. Oh, no, friend. It's four. Two at home, two on the home front, two at work. Um, oh, my Lord. The last time it happened, they shattered my window. Like, before they'd, like, pried into it and stuff. But this last time they shattered my window and it was at work. And so I have security footage of it. Mm-hmm. And to me, the funniest thing is that like the car pulls up, the driver stayed in it. Three people got out of the car, went over, 
smash my window. The alarm starts going off on my car, which side note, I didn't even know that I had a functioning security system. <laughs> that was nice. Um, they sprint off, like they don't go in and get anything, but they like sprint back to their car, jump in it. And then the car does like a three point turn to turn around, <laughs> oh which is hilarious because it was like an empty parking lot that also had an exit directly in front of them. I don't know why they felt like they needed to turn around, <laughs> but they do a three-point turn and then they go out the driveway and then turn on their blinker. Like, oh, we're turning left and took off that way. <laughs> really, it made me laugh that they're like, petty theft, sure, but I cannot have another traffic infraction. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a blinker. A blinker's just common courtesy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's been four times. Um, besides the window, no real damage done. The biggest issue is that I have lost, and I'm not exaggerating, thousands of dollars worth of sunglasses. So oh, are they seeing your designer sunglasses through the windows? Is that what the problem is? I don't think so. I mean, it's not like they're you know Versace crystal clad or something. <laughs> are they twenty five thousand dollars sunglasses? You don't have twenty five thousand dollars. Dana probably told them where I was. I mean, I'm just surprised you don't have Jen Shaw like jewelry in your middle console. Yeah, I just, I'm so pissed about it because uh, I don't know, it's really making me rethink where I put my money, you know, but also not. I'm going to keep buying them. It's fine. I mean, it's like, yeah, brings you joy. So, you know. Yeah, like what am I going to do? Start buying sunglasses at a gas station? So... Here's my question. So is there is there any solution to this problem? Like, do you need to move? Do you need to, like, just Uber to where you work? Like, are these, like, two dangerous parking lots? Like, it's so confusing. I don't know. I have, well, the, I mean, the other two have happened where I live. And not that Salt Lake is, like, a crime-riddled city, but um, I live, like, right downtown Salt Lake. There is a large population of displaced people. Uh, in Salt Lake like we had one of our homeless shelters closed and like yeah I don't know and it was like during the summer when there was a lot of unrest running around not that I blame any like specific movement Uh or followers of movement for it but there was just like a lot going on um and the officer that came the last time my car was broken into has just said like in general petty theft is on the rise right now Mm. I just don't know why they're targeting me it's not like I have a you know one of my four Maybox that's sitting out there. Right, yeah, exactly. There's nothing you can really do about it. Even when I like went to go report it, I called the police and they were just like, uh, yeah, if this is about your car getting broken into, just email us at <laughs> like burgledcars.com or something. Like it was, they don't Fake care email. at all. There's at hotmail.com. Totally. I mean, not, not to pull this card, like this big city girl, this big city girl card, but um, I do live in a big city. I live in San Francisco. Oh, for those who don't know, I uh-huh. mm-hmm. cosmopolitan lady. Um, like literally every, probably every other day, not every other day, once a week, I'll walk by a car that just got broken into. Yeah. It's just like glass shattered. It's just like, unfortunately, it's just, um, yeah, a part of being alive. I feel like, and if, yeah. We so, can thank Gavin Newsom for that. Yeah. Thank you, Newsom. <laughs> the sheriff of Nottingham or whatever. That's what dad says. I'm just trying to be dad on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, um, what am I doing to fix this? I'm just not leaving sunglasses in my car. Anymore. Yeah. That's all I, like that. I can learn. You're going to teach them a lesson. Yeah. 
There are some like vandals with serious eye sensitivity issues in Salt Lake. <laughs> there are some very like ocularly well dressed people rolling yeah. around in just a nice four hundred dollar pair of crew sunglasses. <laughs> uh, Megan, thanks so much for coming on and chatting hi. with us. It's so fun to have you. This was so great. I'm gonna watch that four part Amazon documentary. And then maybe yeah. we should come back and discuss the missing one. Yes. Let's do it. I would love it. Let's absolutely okay. do it. This is great. Oh, the best. All the right. Best. Well, the gang's back together. I know. I miss you. You're really doing the Lord's work. You um, know, it's... <laughs> for it's... anyone who's wondering, my my representation and I would like it to be known that our formal statement is that I hold no ill will towards the pop apologist. <laughs> We love to hear it. Good. Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank you. For the time being. <laughs> yeah. Currently. Currently. Uh, we love you, Meg. You're the best. We Thanks, really do. Guys. So fun to have you back on. And anytime, let's talk about the Nexium documentary. And anytime something happens, would love to get your hot take on the yeah, pod. Yeah, seriously. Happy tale. Beyond happy tale. Perfect. Uh, you're the best. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. The new fairy tale. He said, If you Round and around and around and around we go. Oh, now tell me now, tell me now, tell me now, you know. I've never loved uh, any girl. Uh, other than my mother, as much as I love my girlfriend. I definitely think anything I'd be in now is a permanent relationship. And is this the, the one that you're in now? I hope so. I believe so. I'm so happy to, uh, to, 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 to be with her. Y'all acting like this ain't the most beautiful woman of all time. <laughs> Arguably of human existence, the top ten. I don't know why it took you know, so long for us to kind of get together. I think we've always had an attraction for each other. Perfect worlds, you. You know, when you find someone that you really feel like is your perfect match. Just be like, what, what is she talented at? Right. She's talented at being beautiful. I, I feel like we've been through a lot together yeah. as friends, and he's always been the most supportive person in my you? life. What's been the best thing about being in a relationship with, uh, with Kim? I mean, it's everything. It's my dream girl. It's... Uh, uh, she's the love of my life. To have someone that understands it, to have someone that is that sweet, 
that doesn't uh, want me for uh, money. It's hard to know which one of us is <laughs> How many times have you talked to him today? A lot. I, I love the fact that God has put her in my life every single day. asking my uh, manager, like, who is that girl right there? And he's like, oh, yeah, oh you mean uh, Kim? Can you make some noise for my baby mama real quick while she He always says, there's nothing more than I love in this world than you and me <laughs> and myself. <laughs> so imagine the combination of the two. <laughs> Are we just, marrying this girl? I just feel so blessed. I feel so. <laughs> Did you hear my question? I, see, Are I'm we not, marrying I'm not, this? I'm not, I'm not answering any of those. You're not going to answer that? I'm not answering all those questions. Well, I know. I never thought I'd hear myself say, y'all go ahead. I think I'm going to for now folks don't forget give us a five-star review hit us up on instagram at pop apologists and we will see you next week live every wednesday do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them then we've got the perfect podcast for you I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus' wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. 
I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. 